Aromatime Bistro presents Wine Time Live, hosted by the Hudson Valley's premier green certified entrepreneurs, Marcus and Jamie Giuliano. So grab a glass of your favorite vino, sit back, relax, and travel with them, sharing their passion discovering unique vineyards, outstanding wines, delicious food, and great adventure. Hello, everybody. Marcus and Jamie here. Hi, everybody. Wine Time Live, episode number 10. Wow, 10. Episode number 10, yes. We do one a week, right? One, one a week, week, maybe one a week. So um, we are going to um, have a guest with us today, hopefully. Yes, hopefully we can get this all to work. That's the plan. First attempt on <laughs> oh, doing this. There we go. And uh, it I looks like it's working. Go live. So, all right. So. Awesome. Um, if you're watching us live, we are. If you're watching us, right on on Facebook, right? Yeah. You're gonna be able to hear. Hopefully, the... you're gonna be able to hear our guest. If you're watching us on Instagram, you'll hopefully be able to see our guest. Right. Ah, there we go. So, yes. <laughs> Hello. So, <laughs> we are again on Instagram and we're on Facebook Live. The replays are on yeah. iTunes, iHeart, YouTube. So check us out there. Our website is VIPWineryVacations.com uh, for the wine business and for the restaurant, AromatimeBistro.com. And again, this is our fun podcast where we talk about, not so much about the wine, but actually about the experience of the vineyard, yes. of our travels to the vineyard, and the story behind everything. So we don't get technical on the wine, we get um, all involved in the fun of going <laughs> to the winery. <laughs> And so today, uh, we have Shannon from Silver Thread Winery. Is it vineyards or winery? Uh, we say vineyards. Vineyards in, uh, from the Finger Lakes, um, from Seneca Lake. And we are super excited that you are here with us today. So I appreciate you uh, coming out tonight and, uh, and joining us. Um, we are so grateful for um, winery, uh, vineyard owners, winery maker, uh, or winemakers uh, like yourself and your husband. So, um, just tell us a little bit about your the winery, where it's located, um, and a little bit of information. Um, we are going to be tasting the Good Earth um, White uh, White Wine today, and um, we visited your winery uh, back in August. And uh, so tell us a little bit about your winery and um, your philosophy. philosophy and everything. Sure. Well, uh, one of the first things is that we're a very small winery. So I'm here in the barrel room and I'll just do a little cool. turn around, <laughs> a little virtual tour. <laughs> so it's not very big. Um, we, this is one of the rooms. We have one other room with tanks in it. Um, I'm in this room because it's a lot warmer. So this time of year, the wines are still being made and the barrel room is nice and warm. The tank room is very cold. Um, but I tell people our whole um, winemaking operation would fit in a two-car garage. So, so I guess there's a term in French, they call it uh, garagiste. So, like, very small wineries. So, our, our, our building was purpose-built to be a winery, so we, it's not technically a garage, but it's around that size. So we are very small, and there are, um, I think there's about 100 wineries in the Finger Lakes now, and a good chunk of them are small wineries like ours. 
Um, so we like everyone to know that that all the wines are very small and handcrafted. We are a vineyard. You asked about the name, so not always, but often if it's called such and such winery, um, they don't. They maybe don't grow their own grapes. So most places that do uh, like to emphasize the farming aspects. So we call ourselves Silver Thread Vineyard because we do have a ten-acre vineyard. Um, and I can't show you it right now because it's pitch dark. <laughs> how many wines do you, how many, how many bottles do you uh, produce? Uh, great question. It varies a lot because the weather is constantly changing here. So um, ideally we would make around 3,000 cases. The past couple of years we've made less than that because we've had different weather conditions that have made it so we don't get as many grapes as we might ideally want. And that's always one of the challenges of making wine in a cool climate area like the Finger Lakes, is we have a lot of weather hazards. Um, so this year it was a drought. Um, the year before it was too much rain. So, you know, there's different reasons for it. Excellent. Not too big. And we make about, um, we usually make about 12 different wines every year, and half of them are Riesling. So we're very Riesling focused, and actually the Good Earth White that you're trying tonight is a Riesling-based wine, so it has some other things in it, but it's it's based on Riesling um, because we love to really uh, bring and share, bring to people and share with people the um, aromatic white wines that the Finger Lakes are so famous for. And this is one of this when we were at the um, the vineyard um, back in August. This was one of the wines that we just fell in love with. Um, easy to drink, something a little bit different than just a straight up Riesling. And um, something we just felt, you know, represented your winery, uh, your vineyard so well, because it just is awesome. It's more Alsatian for yeah. us in style. Yeah. So we're thinking perfect holiday wine, Thanksgiving. I mean, year round in, all, in general, but we're approaching Thanksgiving. So wow, Riesling, Alsatian style, really great for, for, for Turkey Day. Yeah, so if you're yeah. looking for an awesome wine uh, for Thanksgiving, this is so easy to drink. I mean, great with um, with turkey and all of the sides and everything like that. And so, um, Silver Thread, Good Earth, you can buy it here at Aroma Time. Um, you can, you know, take it home with you. So, yeah. And I want to emphasize the buy it there at Aroma Time because we are sold out of it. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I've had a lot of very uh, upset uh, regular customers who like to have good earth white for Thanksgiving every year and we do not have any so um, Because of COVID and just some weird, you know changes in how much wine we sell versus mail order versus um, Distribution our distributor who you uh, work with a lot um, still has some good earth white and there are several um, Stores and restaurants that still have it, but the winery doesn't have it. So what I'm actually tasting to oh. taste along with you is a barrel sample of the 2020 wow. Good Earth White. <laughs> and I want to go back. Uh, I'll go over by the barrel where I got it from awesome. to show everybody. Um, so we have a few barrels here against the wall. Uh, so those of you who are just um, who are just listening to this podcast or uh, Facebook Live, um, Shannon has in her glass a... Um, a taste of the 2020 um, Good Earth Riesling blend. Very cloudy. Um, very, very cloudy. Mm -hmm. um, so not clear like this is at all. Um, so you can see kind of the difference between the two, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, so she's taking it right out of the barrel. Um, so if you're, if, if you're watching us on Facebook, if you want to jump over to our VIP Winery Vacations, uh, uh, Instagram. Instagram account go over there and you can you can actually see Shannon with us she has joined us on there she's walking around the barrel room 
She has wine in her hand uh, from the barrel. So if you're on uh, Facebook right now, go ahead and jump over to there. And of course, if you're listening to this on iHeart or iTunes or wherever else our podcasts are distributed, unfortunately you cannot see, but if you can go to our YouTube, this is a, there is a replay on YouTube of this. Yeah, and I would say if you if you are watching it and can see it, you might think, oh, is that an unfiltered wine? <laughs> like, what's going on with that? So um, we we are very proud of our our natural farming practices and are very um, uh, very hands off, um, authentic approach to making our wine. But we do um, settle our wines before we bottle them. We lightly filter them. So if you buy a bottled wine from us, it's going to look like the one. Um, in Jamie's glass there, that's nice and <laughs> crisp and clear. But yeah, I'm not, I don't have much left. I, I drank some of it. Because I so. don't have a single bottle at the winery of the 2019 Good Earth White that they're featuring tonight. I am showing you the barrel sample. And and I want to go back to what Marcus said about this wine reminds you of Alsatian. Um, that's awesome to hear because one of the things we um, are trying to achieve with this wine is to get the beautiful aromatics of Riesling, but we also are trying to capture a like a really broad mouth filling, softer texture that, um, you know, I, I think one of the things about Finger Lakes wine that can be difficult for the average consumer is they're used to these really big, broad, you know, California style wines, which we just don't you know, that's not what Riesling is. Um, but this wine, it's actually based on Riesling. And then we use um, a white hybrid grape called NY81. It doesn't have a name. It was developed by Cornell. Um, and it's actually a Riesling Cayuga cross, maybe a couple other things in there. But but it has a naturally low acid. So we use that. And these barrels behind me, and actually what I'm having right now, it doesn't have the Riesling in it yet. It's just that NY81. And uh, we're, we're, we're barrel fermenting it, and uh, but we're using very old barrels, so it doesn't taste oaky at all. And we're leaving it on the leaves, which are the dead yeast cells. The fermentation's done at this point, but we're leaving it in contact with the leaves, so that that um, traditional technique called surly aging to really help ramp up the, the creaminess and the softness and the texture of the wine. So on one hand, you have those beautiful fruity aromas, but then you have that really... Um, that really cool texture and softness um, of more of that Alsatian style. Yeah, awesome! Great, 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 great. So, how how long you how long have you had the winery? Um, we have been the owners of Silver Thread since 2011. So this 2020 is our tenth um, harvest here. Before that, it was um, a winery also called Silver Thread for 20 years under a different owner and the vineyard um, he planted even 10 years before he started the winery so some of our, our vines go back to the early 1980s very cool excellent very cool. and so tell us exactly so you are on the the east side of seneca lake right mm -hmm. the east side of seneca lake about what like three four miles up or i i'm trying to oh, remember uh, like from miles, from Watkins Glen, how, fifteen minutes. Okay, from like Watkins Glen area. Miles, yeah. So yeah. the lake is over thirty miles long. So okay, we're just we're so close to the middle. Close okay, the middle. awesome. Um, and the what point we, furthest from my children like to say we're like right between the two big lakes, and it's like forty five minutes to get anywhere that has any kind of like shopping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we love so that. in the last ten years. That you've had the winery nine years ago the winery 
what are some of the biggest changes you've seen happen in the Finger Lakes in general? That's a great question. Um, so, is um, there's been a really big improvement in the quality of red wines um, in the time that we've been here. Um, and that's partly due to climate and weather, partly due to winemaking, partly due to better grape growing. Um, another thing is I've noticed really on the hospitality side of things, um, there's been a big, um, I would say improvement or at least just diversification. Um, Finger Lakes used to be almost too casual in my opinion, <laughs> um, more of like a party place and some of the more, um, some of the more serious educational wineries were, you know, there just weren't that many. There wasn't a critical mass, but now I think there, there are a lot more um, quality focused wineries. So, so the visitor experience just has more different things to offer for, so everybody can find something that, you know, find a winery that's right for them. Um, and lastly, I would just say that, you know, we, Silver Thread has always been an organically farmed vineyard. And when we took over uh, 10 years ago, what, you know, pretty much everyone else in the industry said to us was, you're not going to keep farming organically, right? You just can't do that. Um, that. You know, there was really this very widespread belief that it wasn't possible. And now, um, you know, not only are we continuing to farm that way, but um, my husband has started a group of other grape growers that's about, you know, eight or 10 wineries strong that are really, you know, into it. Um, so I'm really happy to see that growing. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That is really fantastic. Um, so... You said you make mostly, or what, half Rieslings. What are some of the other varietals that you make? Um, so for white, we have Gewürztraminer and, and Chardonnay. And uh, we are going to be releasing a Blanc de Blanc traditional method sparkling from Chardonnay. Bottle from um, bottle condition? Yep, yep. Ooh, exciting. Um, that'll be sometime in 2021. So that's that's something new that Silver Thread's never done. But we're excited for that. Um, and then on the red side, we have Pinot Noir, um, Cabernet Franc. And we have a red blend called Blackbird, which is um, a blend of Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Merlot. Uh, we do a dry rosé of Pinot Noir. And um, la last year, we also did Petulant Natural, which we're doing another one of those, too. Great. So are all those wines in distribution throughout the state or which ones are only at the winery? Which ones can a restaurant or a store actually buy? Well, it sort of depends a little bit on, you know, what's going on. I, would, I feel like it's a really weird time right now for distribution. So uh, for our wines, I think what you could get right now, um, the Good Earth White, our dry Riesling, our semi-dry Riesling, that Blackbird red wine. I know that those are all available. I think the Birds Trainer is a little bit, but it, it sort of, um, you know, it sort of depends on what we have and what they're interested in. And um, we work with a great distributor called uh, Massanoy, and they work a lot with restaurants. And obviously, that's um, that's you know, how we found especially. you. Yeah. Right, right. You work with a, an amazing distributor. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has amazing wines. And you know, so they're, they're, but their business, you know, just like yours, just like mine, I mean, every small business is in flux right now um, trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to be successful um, given all of the, 
you know, the changes we've had to make. So I think, you know, we, we were in New York City last February doing wine dinners and on all these great lists, and, and most of those places aren't even open now. So, um, right. so it's a little hard to say for sure what's available. <laughs> so how many, how many people can you accommodate at one time in your tasting room? Is your tasting room open? What are the hours of your tasting room if people are up in, um, in Seneca? Is it Lake Seneca or Seneca Lake? We say Seneca Lake. Seneca Lake, okay. So those people, of you, some people say Lake Seneca, that's how we know you're a tourist. <laughs> so those of you who are just joining us, we are talking with Shannon uh, from Silver Thread um, Winery um, up in Seneca Lake. Um, and we are tasting uh, the Good Earth White. Um, and uh, we found this winery, um, we found this winery back in August. It was recommended to us, um, again, from our distributor, um, Masonoy. And um, he spoke so highly of the winery that we just could not wait to get there. And you were our only stop. Only stop. Only stop on our way back. Our son is going to Canisius College in Buffalo. Um, so the, the best thing about him going to school in Buffalo is that we get to go through the Finger Lakes all the time um, when we go up to visit. And so we you were our stop um, on our way back from dropping him off to college. Unfortunately, we would have liked to have stayed a few more days, um, but we only had one stop that we could make and we had to get back um, uh, to, uh, to work. So, um, but we just absolutely fell in love with your, the whole philosophy of your vineyard, and we walked around, you you were not there, your husband was not there, but the person who gave us the tour was absolutely amazing, and we just fell in love. There were chickens on the property, and <laughs> it just felt so organic and real and biodynamic, and it was just so awesome. And um, you know that's what we like to bring people to when we take them on our wine trips. Um, and we love to give them that experience and it was really awesome. It was small, but really like quaint and, and fun and just had a really great feel to it. So you guys are doing an awesome job there. We really, really appreciate that. So thank you. So yeah, so, so are the, is the taste room open in the winter time or is it different than summer hours and how many people can you accommodate? <laughs> Do people need to make a reservation during COVID right now or what is the normal policy outside of COVID? Okay, so yes, we are open right now, but we are, this is what we call shoulder season. So, um, like we weren't open today, but we are open on the weekends. So for right now it's um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And yes, you need to have a reservation because um, it is a very small winery. Even before COVID, we never did groups um, more than seven without an appointment. Uh, right now, we're only doing groups of um, six or fewer, and that's just due to distancing guidelines. And if you were to make a reservation and come, you would get a completely private tasting, just you and your group of, you know, up to six and all. And we have um, a really knowledgeable staff here, as you experienced um, when you came. Even if it's not me, it's going to be it's going to be someone really knowledgeable. Um, and we are we're going to be we always shut down over the holidays. Um, but we have a, a great online booking system. So normally normally we are closed through January as well, but we're planning to reopen on weekends, you know, by appointment where and people can book online. So um, as long as you're aware that we're down this long gravel road and <laughs> if we get <laughs> if we get really snowy or icy uh, weather, then we uh, 
we'll have to call you off. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you are like from around here and you're confident driving on uh, icy hilly roads in the winter. <laughs> right. So somebody comes there, they taste your wine, they fall in love with your wine. Um, they take a case back, but now they want more. They live in New York State. Um, do you have a wine club? Do you ship wine into New York? Uh, how do people keep buying your wine? Yes, we do have a club. Um, we also have been doing a tremendous amount of shipping um, since uh, since COVID started. I've probably done more shipping this year than all the previous <laughs> eight years combined. Um, and we, you know, we ship to most states, to be honest. So, you know, the majority of our customers come from the Northeast. But, you know, we have quite a few people in Florida. We can ship there, you know, North Carolina, Georgia, Texas. Um, a lot of, a lot of, most of them, I would say, are transplanted New Yorkers. You know, <laughs> okay. That, 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 you know, can't get New York wine where they live. So they'd love to have it shipped. How, do, how does your wine club work? Oh, well, we actually have a pretty... Um, diverse wine club um we're not a one-size-fits-all sort of place so um we have a few different options so the most popular one uh people choose their own six bottles four times a year um and then we have some that are less of a commitment like fewer bottles but then and less often, but you don't get to pick. It's more of a winemaker select. So, so the uh, we we have a, that option, which ends up being two cases spread out over a year. Like I said, that's the most popular. But we have one where it's just four bottles twice a year, and that's great for people who are on a budget, people who are in too many wine clubs already. Too many dress. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what we find with a lot of people. They're in too many wine clubs already. <laughs> they go to a winery, they fall in love with the wines, and they want to keep keep buying right. so yeah so that's another very popular one actually is like our lowest commitment you don't get the same you don't get it as generous of a discount but it's a way to be involved uh and and still with you know without having to buy as much wine we've we've recently sent a few couples up to you and um they have come back and just fell in love with the wine and so um yeah. so i highly recommend checking out uh silver thread um is it what is your website, Silver Thread? Wine, silverthreadwine.com. Silverthreadwine.com. Yeah, um, and we have an Instagram page, and actually I'm noticing a lot of the people watching are, are names that I recognize who are some of our followers. So, uh, awesome. awesome. We awesome. have a very loyal following. It's very we cool. Do, we do a lot of virtual events ourselves, but I'll be honest, like I have not been as good at Instagram um, just because I, I, I've... I don't know. I'm giving away my age here, but like social media is not my favorite thing. <laughs> so we, we normally do most things on Facebook. Um, right. And so Instagram, you know, I wish we could have done both today. I don't know. Well, Instagram, how Instagram can be a second thought for us a lot of times, yeah. but, but Instagram is such, such a crucial part of this whole, whole equation. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So we are planning a trip up to the Finger Lakes, January 22nd to the 24th. Unfortunately, we're going to have... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Unfortunately, we're going to be a little too large to go to your winery, which is fine, because you've agreed to come to the hotel and yes. uh, do a tasting in our hospitality suite as an opening reception, which is super, super exciting. So we're not going to be able to visit the vineyard, but we're still going to be graced with your wines and your presence, and um, which is super yeah, and, exciting. And I think, um, didn't you say people are going to be driving themselves to the Finger Lakes And if they want to check yeah, you so out on Sunday. Always, they could always make an appointment with us. Um, yep. Right, yeah. right. People can always make an appointment and go with you. We're still going to keep sending people to you all the time because we think, we think, when you think overall of New York 
Finger Lake wines and New York wines in general. Though the industry has gotten a bad rap by good wine drinkers over the years because obviously you, you've just noted in the previous in, the, in, the, in this interview in the beginning how the industry has changed since you've taken on. But I think people are, besides better winemakers, better technology, um, uh, just an overall awareness, I think people are expecting better wines from you now. I think people are saying, okay, you're a legitimate wine region. I think the association has 130 wineries in it. You guys are a legitimate wine region and you need to be making better wine. But not every winery has stepped up and is making amazing wine. Um, and I feel that when you look at portfolios all across the board, you have a really tight portfolio of, 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 of the wine you offer. I mean, everything you make is just amazing. And Thank there's you. a lot of wineries up there that, there's a few other wineries that, that, that are doing a great job as well, making every single wine really good. But a lot of the wines, you know, I, I like to say this, you can go to California and get bad wines. You can go anywhere and get bad wines. And some wineries focus on the tasting room more than the wines. And I always tell people, don't get caught in that trap of, of visiting these beautiful tasting rooms. So your tasting room is smaller, and, and of course we can't get to you because of our size of our group is 16, but you're still getting to us, which is amazing. And, but it's like off the beaten path wineries. We've tasted some of the best wines in wineries like in El Dorado, in Napa, even in Napa, in Italy, in off people's, in people's garages, in their yeah. cellars, on their front porch, on tops of cases of <laughs> wines. Um, and that's really where you understand where the quality and the passion comes from. And where the money is being put in that aspect, right? It's right. being you, put into the wine instead of into you, all the other stuff. You can never tell the passion in the tasting room. Never. It's a hard thing to do because all these tasting rooms are built to pump people in and out, in and out. I like to tell people it's built like Ikea. You walk in, it's very scientifically designed, a lot of these big tasting rooms. You drive up and down Napa, they know what they're doing. It's marketing. It's, and lot, I'm not saying that they make bad wine, but it's, a lot of it's marketing. marketing. But in the Finger Lakes, I think the Finger Lakes, um, because of COVID, you have now have an additional amount of really good wine drinkers visiting your area. And people that are coming up from New York City that said, oh my gosh, like where the Finger Lakes been my whole life? Right. And it's only a few hours away from them, but they're not flying to Napa anymore. They're not going to Europe this year or who knows next year. And so... Yeah, we heard that so many times this summer. People who were here for the first time saying, you know, I've always wanted to come, but, you know, there's this idea that if it's right in your backyard, it can't be as good as something that's an ocean away or... Right, know, exactly. Exactly. So it was, it was, a, it was a, a blessing in a way to, you know, to, to have it where people couldn't go to some of these <laughs> other places because then they were stuck with us and they got here and they realized how amazing it was. Um, Right. And maybe and, they'll make uh, that a, a yearly trip, right? Maybe they'll... Yeah, yeah, no, and we get a lot of people like that, that, um, you know, from the Northeast, that, that, you know, it's an annual trip or twice annual trip. Or, heck, we've, I've got some wine club members that are here just about every month, you know, from New Jersey, from Pennsylvania. They just, uh, you know, and then typically if they're in that camp, they end up buying, a house, like, a, a cottage because <laughs> the real estate is really reasonable and... and there's, we have a lot of people that retire here. You know, they start coming as a vacation. Actually, two of my employees are like that. They're people who retired early and moved here. And, they just and we can't wait them. to get back up there. Like, we cannot wait <laughs> to get back up to the Finger Lakes. It's super exciting to us. You know, we do travel abroad and we do travel a lot. And not being able to travel, 
Um, not that we never, we've always gone to the Finger Lakes, but it's forced us to go there more often. I mean, of course, our son being, you know, up in Buffalo as well as helped, but um, we just love, we love what's going on up in the Finger Lakes. And uh, if you are, uh, if you have not been to the Finger Lakes before, we highly recommend you getting up there. We highly recommend you checking out Silver Thread. Um, and a few other wineries that we yep. recommend. So call us. So call email us. Email us. No, and we will. You know, I've actually texted Shannon like on a Friday saying we have friends coming up tomorrow. Do you have any room for them? So for us, it's really easy. You know, for us to try to get you in somewhere, um, and uh, we want you to go to these wineries that we recommend, and and they're so grateful at the wineries vineyards that we are recommending. In them, fact, so. we have we have Chris and Tammy uh, watching on Facebook right now. And they're commenting. We're about, about to, to open, open up a silver thread Chardonnay. Oh. So we sent them to you a few uh, a few weeks ago, and um, they just love your wine. So um, they're they're going to open up your Chardonnay tonight. Anything, anything you can tell them on the Chardonnay? Anything? Oh, I love the silver thread Chardonnay. I would say that's one of our most um, just in general Chardonnay as a category in the Finger Lakes is sort of underrated because. The Rieslings and the aromatic whites are so awesome. And people are like, oh, you know, I've had Chardonnay before. So a lot of times they don't even taste it. But um, Silver Thread Chardonnay was getting 90 points in wine enthusiasts back in the 90s. Back wow. when, you know, the magazines were not even paying attention to the Finger Lakes. And the wine enthusiasts called it a breakthrough wine. And I just think it's a beautiful terroir-driven Chardonnay. It's very, it's got that minerally aspect. Um, so, you know, it... it surprises a lot of people and i have several customers who that's their their absolute favorite wine is it all stainless is it a little bit of barrel aging no, it's all neutral barrel so what my husband always says is it's, it's much more uh, burgundian style than most burgundies <laughs> the, way they, the way they used to make chardonnay in burgundy when it was famous for you know okay. the world's best chardonnay before they started trying to emulate california <laughs> you mentioned that this was this was a drought year how does it affect the, the quality of, of, of the wine? Uh, well, the quality is great. And, um, you know, we we try to avoid, you know, ranking years as far as like, oh, this year is better than that year. Um, because they're each different. And, and one thing we love about the region is we're able to make beautiful wines every year. But the thing about 2020 wines that people should know is they're not going to be typical of Finger Lakes. If there is such a thing as typical Finger Lakes style, because... Um, the the um, sugar levels in the grapes got very high, much higher than we're used to seeing, and the acid levels are pretty low. So, uh, you know, they're not going to be hot climate wines by any means, but they're they're definitely going to be higher in alcohol and a little bit higher in extract than than what we've had the past few years for sure. Besides Riesling, because obviously New York is known for Riesling, uh, what is the um, next? If you were to start a winery today up in the Finger Lakes, you're obviously growing Riesling, mm -hmm. but what's the first red that you would want to want to look at to produce a red wine? What's the first? Cabernet Franc. Cabernet Franc. And, and why I is that? that? As someone who really didn't like or particularly understand, I should say didn't understand or particularly like Cabernet Franc when I moved here. I've lived in the Finger Lakes for 15 years, and I didn't really like Cabernet Franc. It's um, it's a little bit. Um, angular, it's a little bit herbaceous, um, mm -hmm. but you know, when you have the right site, which I really feel we do at our vineyard, and you have great winemaking, um, great farming, you can make some very beautiful wines um, that people find really appealing. 
So Cap Franc. I happen to like Cap Franc. I like Cap um, Franc. Too. I love Cap Franc from Northern Italy. I love Cap Franc from the Loire Valley. I love Cap Franc from New York. Um, California. I've had nice California Cap Francs, um, but Cap Franc is really one of my favorites. Um, your Cap Franc, stainless, neutral barrels. Um, all of our, um, our entire, this entire room, I mentioned, it's all neutral barrel all the time. So we, that's the house style at Silver Thread. We only do neutral barrels. Only do neutral barrels. Okay, yep. so that's yep. that's across the board. Yeah. Of, of and we don't do any red and stainless. So, okay. All right. That's, that's good to know. Um, all right. So, um, what is your, what is your hopes for the future of the Finger Lakes industry in general? Wow. Um, so this is kind of academic. I, <laughs> I have, I have kind of an ap academic background. I'm a WSET diploma holder. I, I get a little bit um, nerdy about wine sometimes. <laughs> But um, I would love to see the Finger Lakes, whether it's official or unofficial, have some like sub appellations that have some meaning to them. Because one of the things I love in other regions is just really digging in deep to the different terroirs. And I think there's such a huge difference between the different lakes, the different sides of the lake, the north, the south. Um, and, but in general, people in America are pretty against rules and regulations and any kind of structures that might hem them in. So there have been some conversations about such a thing, um, but I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I'd okay. like to, I'd love that. I'd also love, um, and Paul and I are working on this, um, we'd really love for there to be a sustainability certification for the region. And I think what we're doing at Silver Thread goes above and beyond. Uh, like it goes further than any of the certifications that are being discussed, but I think for the region to have more of a reputation for uh, using environmentally friendly vineyard practices would be would be great for the earth and, and great for our reputation. I, I would like that as well. I always like to see sustainability. And you know, for me, um, it, it, and for consumers, it doesn't make a difference. You pick up a bottle of wine from Oregon, it says salmon safe on it. People might, know, might not know what that means, salmon safe, but oh, they must be protecting salmon, right? right? right. So something that signifies that you're protecting something that there's a, right, I, re I really like that. If you're just tuning in um, here on Facebook, we are with Shannon from Silver Thread Winery. And I see um, Ed and Kate just joined. Who Ed was and Kate, who we also sent to uh, Silver Thread, <laughs> uh, just joined us as well. So, um, so we. So are... we're on Instagram with Shannon right now. Uh, we're on not our Aroma Time handle, but we're on the VIP Winery Vacations account, and we're we're streaming live on that account. We'll I do... want to go with you on a VIP winery. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to have you come to Italy yeah. with us. That would not be amazing. Like, I know everybody. Yeah. yeah, come to Italy with us. So we, we obviously, we'd love to go to Italy, but um, that's not possible right now. Um, so we are planning on doing a Finger Lakes trip in January, January 22nd through the 24th, um, up in the Finger Lakes. And we'll be joining, um, we'll be uh, going to, I'm trying to think, five wineries, I believe. And then we'll have two... Different, well, a winery and a distillery joining us on 
uh, Friday night um, in our um, in our um, hospitality, uh, hospitality suite. suite. Uh, we'll be tasting, and unfortunately, Shannon uh, from Silver Thread um, uh, Vineyards will be joining us because her um, vineyard is not large enough to uh, hold 16 people. But um, they will, she will be joining us um, in our hospitality suite pouring her wines, tasting us on her wines, talking to us, and you're gonna to get to meet the owner um, of the uh, the vineyard, which is so cool, um, coming to us. Um, and so we absolutely love that. And we we thrive and we, we pride ourselves on the fact that we have built relationships with the wineries, the vineyards that we are vi visiting. And um, that is really important to us when we, uh, when we buy wines and also when we go to visit somebody. So, um, so you can travel with us to the Finger Lakes. Um, at least you're going on a trip, which is how we, we look at it. And not only are you just going on a trip, but you're going on an awesome trip because we're taking you to awesome wineries that we just love. So. And we're making sure the food is on point, the wine's yeah. on point, everything's on point. So, all right, so I come to visit the Finger Lakes. <laughs> I'm there for three, four days. I'm all wineried out. What else is there to do in the Finger Lakes besides drink wine and beer? <laughs> or what, what else do you do besides drink? So uh, what, one of my favorite things is, uh, is outdoor recreation. So I'm a big outdoorsy person. Uh, I love to go hiking year round. So the cold doesn't bother me as long as I'm dressed right. Um, I also uh, cross country ski a lot in the winter. So literally, you know, up the hill from my house is the um, Finger Lakes National Forest, which has miles and miles of trails um, that you can hike on or cross country ski or even horseback ride on. Um, then if you're here in the summer, you can go, or even the fall, um, you can go kayaking on the lakes on a still day. There's sailing trips. I don't know how to sail a sailboat, but uh, there are people that charter them and will take you out. And it's a great lake. It's such a big lake. You can actually go um, sailing on it uh, when the weather's right. Um, yeah, so, so all of those things are great. Um, eating is another thing I love to do. And there are so many great places. Um, we're very far fortunate to belong to a, a vegetable CSA called Six Circles Farm. It's a no-spray organic vegetable farm. There's um, some great dairies like Lively Run and Miranda that you can visit and uh, do cheese tasting. Um, we get all of our meat from this uh, pasture-raised meat farm called Autumn's Harvest. That's right here in Seneca County. So there's just so many delicious things to eat. And if you love cooking, you know you can get truly amazing ingredients. Very great. Cool. Great. I noticed that each lake sort of has an anchor city on the bottom and the top. Yes. So, right, you have Watkins Glen and then Geneva. Yep. You have Ithaca and then Skinny Atlas. You have, uh, right? Seneca Falls, actually. Seneca Falls, okay. But Skinny there's, Atlas is on a different There seems to be like, like, like an anchor city on the top and bottom of each lake. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, any times of the year that, like, are just super crazy busy because there's a festival going on. I know Watkin Glens has like <laughs> these right car now. races. <laughs> not right so, now. <laughs> not right now. But so, so if, in the normal time, non-COVID, is there any time of the year we're like, oh my gosh, this is happening this weekend and it's our busiest weekend of, of the summer and any kind of festivals, anything that it's happening? Well, pretty much in the summer, there's a festival somewhere in the region every single weekend or some of the weekends have multiple things going on. But, um, it, it doesn't impact the wineries too negatively because people are going to that festival. So yes, they're coming out to the wineries too, like before, after, in the middle of the festival. But um, you know, they're 
they're not all there, like all coming out to wineries at the same time. So that's not such a big deal. Um, the time I would tell people to avoid are Saturdays during September and October. <laughs> so we get, that's always our busiest time and people get here and they're always totally shocked that anyone else had the idea to go. Um, to go, right, right, right. right. <laughs> That's that's a great point. Irritated by all the crowds. That's a great point. And I'm gonna be irritated by all the, <laughs> even after all these years, I still get irritated. Like, why is everybody here on the same day? <laughs> right, we're we're the and same so, way in the restaurant business, yes. right? You know, we know the weekends that we are turning people away, and we feel terrible, and yeah. Yep, just so. can. So, what is your favorite wine region, wine style? What do you gravitate towards the most? If you're gonna walk into a wine shop, what's the first section you're going to? Um, I would say that, well, this time of year, holiday time, I definitely am looking for some grower champagne from Champagne. Um, I'm looking for some Chablis, real Chablis uh, from a crew, if I can get my hands on it up here. <laughs> Um, and I love, um, I also love wines from Northeastern Italy. So we're often looking for whites, especially Gewurztraminer, um, because that's the ancestral home of Gewurztraminer. So we, you know, we love looking for wines that are, you know, somewhat familiar climate wise to what we are working with here, but, you know, steeped in hundreds of years more of tradition. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> looking ahead. It's like, you know, it's like giving you hope that, oh, maybe in 300 years, our wines are going to be, you know, considered these benchmarks for the rest of the world. Right. I, I like, we like, I like North and North, yeah. Northeast Italian wines too. And we have a great Riesling here from, uh, from like the Lake Garda area. Um, oh, awesome. And I love yeah. Pinot Noirs, Pinot Neros from yep. that region. Yep. Um, there's just so many great. Now you just mentioned something very crucial, grower champagnes. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit about the champagne industry and what a grower champagne is versus what people gravitate towards and drink the big brands. It's a little yeah, difference. So champagne is big business. So when you go there, they have these massive champagne houses. They're called houses. They're more like factories. Um, and they um, are in cities um, and they buy grapes from the countryside, the surrounding countryside. And they, you know, they source grapes from all over and blend it all together. And they have their house style, which you know, they're trying to have a traditional um, house style that persists over many years, which is, is beautiful and wonderful. And, and if you're in Champagne, like go to a Champagne house. They have amazing tours. It's like Disneyland for people who like wine. Like you can even go on rides. Some of them have like tram rides, sellers, <laughs> multimedia. Like it's really cool. But um, if you get out of the town, the, the cities into the countryside, you'll find um, small growers who make their own champagne so um just like we are in a state winery we grow our own grapes and make that into wine um grower champagnes are estate 
grown champagne. So they, they actually grow the grapes and make their own. So, you know, as an estate producer, that's something I'm always looking for when I buy wine uh, because I have so much respect for the process, the holistic process of growing the grapes and making the wine. So I'm always looking for that as a more pure expression of a region versus something, you know, that was um, made from sourced grapes, you know, by people that aren't as closely connected to the land. Right. And Champagne is one of the strictest regions. It's the most expensive per acre. Um, you literally have to have a degree to squat and prune the grapevines. They're very, very strict. However, there's 84, I believe, I might be a little off, but I think there's 84,000 acres, over 70,000 growers, which means each grower has just an acre. Um, and there's only 4,500 labels, which means that a lot of these people are selling their grapes off to the houses. And um, when you walk into a wine shop, there's maybe five brands. Five houses are represented out of the 4,500 which led back to the 70,000 growers, 84,000 acres. So it's like, sort of like a con consolidation industry in Champagne. Everything gets consolidated. But when you can find somebody who's actually growing the grapes and producing the wine, um, I feel you've got a winner. And that's what we look for that's too. What we look for. Grower, grower Champagne. So that's a great we're, point. We're so lucky to be here in New York State because, you know, even though up here in the rural part, you know, we don't get as much selection as people closer to the city. But, you know, every... Um, Every winemaker in the world wants to sell their wines in New York City. They do. They do. <laughs> so, it's the biggest market in the U.S. So, so, you know, those of us who live outside the city, we still, you know, if you can find a cool wine shop with a knowledgeable owner who seeks out great wines, um, you can get your hands on some really awesome stuff that, you know, unfortunately, if you're living in Vermont or you're living in South Carolina, you know, you probably aren't getting these wines at least as much of a selection. Right. I could never imagine cooking in like an Iowa or somewhere where there's just not there's not a market for all these beautiful wines. Twenty six thousand different wines are I think approved in New York. Uh, Florida is only about five thousand. That kind of gives you the difference of how. Which is crazy because right. Florida is a big. They have more population than New York. But right. It's not as um, wine savvy. You know, they don't have the restaurant scene like you know we're so lucky. To right. Have it all goes on demand. It all so when it goes on demand like we were talking about before, people go to the Finger Lakes are demanding better quality, people are going to step up and do the better quality. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's, that's why it's a blessing and a curse for us to be so close to New York City because on one hand, you know, it's the most dynamic wine market in the world and we, we find a lot of success there, but it's also the most competitive wine market in the world. So, yes. you know, I can go down there and be all excited that I drove five hours to visit restaurants in the city and I'll, I'll meet with a psalm and they'll tell me that yesterday they had someone from Sancerre visiting them. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Not right far. now. Yeah. <laughs> not, not during right, COVID, right? right. right. <laughs> not right now, but in normal times. Yeah. So yeah. when it, when is your Blanc de Blanc gonna be ready? Um, so we we um we bottled it. It's on tirage right now. And we've actually opened two bottles of it just to see like how it's doing and um one bottle was to celebrate the end of harvest with our whole team here okay. and uh 
we know that was just about a week ago, and so we noticed it was starting to have a little bit of a toasty character, which is what you're looking for. We opened one at the end of the summer when our assistant winemaker um, officially graduated with his winemaking degree from Finger Lakes Community College. And, cool. And back in August, um, it really, like, it was all bubbly and really bright and citrusy, but it didn't have any of those. They're called autolytic qualities when the yeast starts to break down. Uh, it didn't have any of that yet, so it was neat to see after just three months that it was starting to get that. So I know we're gonna, we're probably looking to do our first disgorgement in the spring. We're not gonna disgorge all of it at once. We're gonna do it, um, you know, at least in a couple batches, yeah. Okay. So, Very cool. So probably next summer, I'd say, we will have some. Oh, awesome. fantastic, okay. Yeah. All right, last question. If you were to introduce okay. one new grape varietal to your vineyard, what would it be? We're actually talking about this. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, on one hand, we're really reluctant to, to expand what we're growing because we like to stay focused and keep, you know, keep everything really good quality. But, you know, we are, you know, because we're doing our best to farm organically, we're really drawn to some of the hybrid varieties. So uh, right now, any hybrids that we're using in our wine, we're purchasing from the experimental vineyards at Cornell. Um, but... We're thinking of actually planting uh, possibly this New York 81 that we're using um, in the Good Earth White. And then also there is a red called Regent, which is a German crossing. It's like 90% vinifera with maybe, you know, only 10% um, hybrid parentage. So it's something that they grow in Germany. And um, again, Cornell has some planted as an experiment. And so we're, we're, we're making a small batch of it this year. and. Um, and we're just feeling that those varieties are going to be more resilient with the erratic weather patterns we've been having. They're going to be easier to farm in, a, in an organic way because they have some natural disease resistance built into their genetics um, when they were bred. So that that's, to be honest, that's what we're thinking about. Okay. Probably cool. not what you were expecting me to say. <laughs> no, it's cool, right? You know, <laughs> all different. So. I, find, I find that there's some really like, Interesting grapes are being grown in the Finger Lakes. Alborino, there's like really like, like I didn't know this. And there's some vineyards that are experimenting stuff and not much production at all, but there's some really cool stuff going on. Yeah, so. we're still a really young region. So, you know, I think to some extent we're still seeing what works here. Um, but also um, because the region is largely tourist driven, as you were mentioning earlier, um, there is this desire to have something that nobody else has so that when people come to your winery, they'll say, oh, well, I haven't seen an Albarino anywhere else. I need to try that. And then, right. you know, because everyone tries it, you're going to sell a lot of it because people will say, oh, well, I haven't bought this anywhere else. And, you know, so there's a little bit. I, I, so I don't know if, if doing that makes it a good variety for the region. Right. You know right. Right. It's, it's like, what, what is the reason you're, you, what you're doing it? Um, Right, so, it's like, you it's always, like... You always have to keep that in mind. I always, I, always, I always explain to people, like, if a cookbook says make celery oil, and no other cookbook says make celery oil for a dish, there's a reason why you're probably never heard of making celery <laughs> oil, infusing right. oil with celery, because it's probably not good. <laughs> or it's so, not but, but, and you don't but need But the person else. who does that in their cookbook <laughs> might get praised because, oh, no other chef is right. taking celery and infusing right. it into olive oil. Right. So, oh, that chef is like so cutting edge, but yeah, the end product doesn't really match the 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 the, 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 the of the the idea. So yeah, so I can to totally see that. Um, but yeah, but 
I think when people go to the Finger Lakes, I think that's one of the things that, that attracts them is, hey, I do want to try an albarino. I do want to try something that nobody else is growing and see how it is. And, you know, you judge for yourself. And I always tell people, you know, it doesn't matter what a critic says, what other people say. If the you wine like, preference. If you it's like the wine, you it's for you. People come to the restaurant and they say, oh, I'm eating the salmon tonight. What should I drink? I'm like, well, what do you normally drink? Let's start with what you normally drink and let's... Let me start with that, or what's something you won't drink whatsoever? Because my tastes and what the the you know the orthodox mm -hmm. pairings are doesn't mean anything based upon your palate. Right, it could, it's useless. That's so true. Yep. if you don't like riesling, and I'm going to say oh, the riesling goes great with my curry dish, you're not going to like it. Right, or or if you like it, you'll just say, well, I like it better than I have before, but I still. But I right. But I wouldn't I order another glass. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I hear that a lot too. Like, well, it's better than I, I like. I usually don't like it at all, and it's, it's, it's tolerable now. <laughs> but right. you don't yeah, want right. tolerable. You want them to right. like it and want more and more and more. Right. right? You yeah. want it to really enhance the meal, yeah. and that is there's always some personal preference involved with that. Right. Exactly. Well, this has been great. This is awesome. Um, I think we've. Oh well, no, we still have a half a bottle left. Yeah. So. <laughs> what are you guys carrying with it tonight? So we did an event last night. Uh, that we paired, uh, we do four wines. So the restaurant Aroma Time does four wines. I'm sorry, we got four wines and a dish for $25 as we started doing this for when COVID happened. And um, so people will order off of our menu and well, there's a theme every time, they'll order more than the one dish. Last night we did a pecorino cream with black truffles uh, and a local cavatelli pasta. And people loved the pairing with your wine. They were like, oh my gosh. This is okay. this is a great pairing. We started with Atwater. Was it black truffle salt. Black truffle. No, it was black truffles in the pecorino cream. Oh, in the in the cream. Yeah, in the yeah. cream. Yeah. Uh, we started with a um, Atwater Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir sparkling. sparkling. Your your silver thread. Uh, uh, Good Earth. We did Bartol uh, Bartolino. A Bartolino wine from Lake Garda area. Uh, Corvina Rondinella, and then we finished with a Sicilian Syrah. Syrah from Sicily that was just really rounded and nice and very, very drinkable and approachable. And the dish came out right about your wine. Second, time. second, second wine. Second wine, so oh, yep, yep. they just loved it, yeah. They loved it, oh, everybody good. thought it was great, so yes. Yeah, well, I can see the, you know, there's some acidity there that's gonna be nice and palate cleansing, like a great contrast to yep. the creamy sauce. Yeah. We used to do these all out four course, five course wine dinners pre-COVID, you know, at $70, $80, and, and put a lot of thought into pairing everything. And you know, once COVID happened and we were able to, to start dining in again at 50%, 25%, we said, let's just really make like a Monday night special for people to get them out and $25 price point, four wines and a dish. Let's not quite worry about the technicalities of the pairing. It's more yeah. about getting people together for wines from this vineyard, from that vineyard, and, and just one getting dish. them out, like getting them trained to go yeah, out again. That's yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So. Yeah, without as big of a commitment. And I think, you know, one of the things we're trying to do too with our tastings, I mean, we've always done flights, but now, you know, we spend a good amount of time with people before they taste to like 
because, you know, if you're picking one wine at a time or one course at a time, you can kind of say, oh, well, I really like that. Now I want to try this. Or I really didn't like that as much as I thought. And, and, and now we're always trying to minimize how many trips we're making over to people. <laughs> right, right. So we want to set everything down at once. And so it's, it's important to either, you know, to kind of think, think ahead and like, oh, what am I going to serve holistically? What are, what's this whole flight going to look like based on your taste to make sure... We give you something right. you're really going to enjoy. We find the less thought yeah. we put in it, still, still a good, you know, good thought, but less, less technical, technical things. Yeah. The easier it is to please everybody. Right. So, I agree. I think less is more sometimes. Really enjoying yes. a lot of times. I think so. I think so. That sounds great. I wish I could come. <laughs> well, we'll be up by you very soon. So, uh, so we have, we totally appreciate you taking some time out tonight. Absolutely. Um, and joining us. And, um, you know, talking about your wines, your vineyard, your philosophy, it's really cool to us. We really enjoy that a lot. Um, and we are super excited about you joining us uh, when we are up in the Finger Lakes. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, that we can get up there January in January. So If not, we'll yeah. definitely be up there at some point. How can people right. find you? How can people find Website, you? Website, Instagram, oh, whatever. Wine.com on Instagram here, we're Silver Thread Wine. Facebook, I think we're Silver Thread Vineyard. I should have gotten that more. <laughs> I think you're Silver Thread I think you're yeah. right. If you, if you Google Silver Thread, you're going to get us like really high up. The only thing that's higher than us is some fishing line. Okay. There's a brand of fishing line called Silver so Thread. Put in, you, can so just, you can just Google Silver Thread and we're really high on okay. the uh, Okay. Okay. Add the, the, add the wine. Add the wine word, and you'll they'll probably be yeah. you'll probably be right up top. We will. If so. you add wine, we'll be the first yeah. one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. We appreciate it. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you fruit soon. Flies in this glass. That's gonna be Enjoy your night. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. All right, all right everybody. Um, you can find us on VIPWineryVacations.com. AromatimeBistro.com, and um, that was awesome for Shannon to join us tonight. Yes, thank you. If you're on Facebook, um, you couldn't see her. If you're on Instagram, you could see her. Uh, the replays are on YouTube. We'll, you will be able to see her on YouTube, and of course, um, more replays on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, um, Podbean, and wherever else our podcast is distributed. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. And um, have a great, great rest of the day. And put a good glass of wine in, put a good wine, wine in your, your glass. glass. <laughs>